0: Hello, and welcome to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. My name is James Early. Thanks so much for joining me today. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual lessons of God's love for each one of us and how to live that love in our daily lives. The goal is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus with his focus on healing and salvation and his message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number one. Our topic today is getting back to the original Christianity of Jesus. This is really going to be the focus for this podcast as a whole as we go forward, really digging down and trying to understand how Jesus thought, how he saw things, how he prayed, and how that allowed him to do all the amazing things he did. So if you're really interested in learning how to pray more effectively, really getting a deeper understanding of the things Jesus said and did and how you can put those into practice in your daily life, I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Let's just go back and see what Jesus actually said to do and how to think, and how to pray, and how to live our lives. As I said, this is episode number one, getting back to the original Christianity of Jesus. It's going to be an introduction to what this podcast is all about. I'll tell you a little bit about myself and where I'm coming from, and some of the things I hope to accomplish in this podcast. My name is James Early. I'm a Bible teacher, and I've been conducting Bible study workshops for the last 11 years or so, both in my prison ministry at the Danbury, Connecticut Federal Correctional Institution, as well as at various churches and with friends. Really, ever since I was a little kid, I've loved the Bible, I've read the Bible, I've gone to Bible studies, Sunday school, church, all those kinds of things. And I'm still amazed at how much there is in the Bible You know, you think you have a pretty good working knowledge of it and you'll read something a hundred times and all of a sudden there's a brand new idea. And so that's what I hope to spark in you, helping you find a new idea, a new something that you hadn't seen before in the Bible and how to put it into practice in your daily life. You know, I've always loved the Bible. And another one of the reasons I've started this podcast is because I really get frustrated when people try to squeeze the Bible into their preconceived notions about what they want the Bible to say. And we've all done it probably. I know I used to do it. So I really shifted my focus in the last, oh, 15 or 20 years to really try to understand what the Bible is saying for itself, not what my preconceived notions are. I'm not trying to prove something. I'm trying to listen and learn from the actual texts themselves. So that's another reason for this podcast is I just want the Bible to speak for itself, So I don't know everything about the Bible. I'm not the supreme expert. And what I say in a podcast on a given week, a month later, I may realize, wow, there's a whole new idea that I hadn't seen yet. So this is a discovery process for me as well as hopefully it will be for you. When I do these Bible workshops in the prison or in different churches, I always go around the room and everyone introduces themselves. I want to find out where they're from, but also where they're coming from. In other words, where they are religiously, where they are on their spiritual path, what do they hope to get out of a particular Bible class that we're doing? I wish I could do that right now with you. I wish I could say, hey, where are you from? Where are you in your journey in the Bible? Are you strong in your faith? Are you questioning your faith? All those things help me when I'm talking to people live to know how to respond to them. And I would love to know that about you. So it's a little different here on a podcast. If you'd like to leave a comment on the show notes, that would be great. I'd always like to hear from you. If you have questions, please always ask questions. If you disagree with me on something, that's okay too. I'm not here to have a debate. This podcast is not going to be a theological debating society. It's not going to be a who's right and who's wrong and I know the Bible better than you, or you know the Bible better than me. That's not what it's about. It's a co-discovery process where we're studying the Bible together and learning together, and we learn from each other. In fact, I have learned more about the Bible from people I disagree with than I have probably from my own study. Now, that may be stretching a little bit, but I have learned some very important lessons by actually listening to what other people say, to what other people believe, And it helps me get a bigger view, a broader view of what the Bible is saying and what the message is. I'm really not interested in some theological debate. And if you just want to argue, that really doesn't do anyone any good. But I am interested in what you believe and why. So if we can have those kind of conversations, I would love that very much. And this kind of gets to... um, an interesting thing I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were kind of not quite arguing but we were we were having a conversation on a theological point and I'm not going to tell you what it is because you can fill in the blank with whatever theological point you want to but he was using the same bible verses to prove what he believed that I was using to prove what I believed but we believed almost the exact opposite well not quite the opposite but we believed different things but we were using the same bible verses to back us up and I thought that was very interesting it was very enlightening so I've wondered you know why why do we have all these different interpretations of the bible you know I used to think well I'm reading the bible this is what it says I'm right all these other people are wrong well I've come to the conclusion that the reason is there are lots of reasons You know, if you're looking at something from a different perspective, you see it differently. Imagine that you and I are sitting across the table from each other, and in the middle of the table is the salt shaker and the pepper shaker. Now, to you, the salt is on the right. To me, the salt is on the left. And we can argue back and forth kind of playfully. No, no, the salt is on the left. No, it's on the right. Can't you see? It's obvious. It's on the right. No, no, it's on the left. Well let's pretend like that's a theological issue and we don't realize we're looking at something from the different perspective. We can argue about who's right, but the problem is we're each seeing it from our perspective where we are. That helps me understand when people talk about what the Bible says, they're really sharing their perspective on the Bible, where they're looking at the Bible from, their their background, what they've been taught that the Bible is supposed to say. There's also another reason that we see the Bible differently, and that is the lens we look through. And that could be our emotional upbringing. It could be our worldview, our preconceptions about what we think is right and wrong. Maybe we were hurt. Maybe we grew up in a church that was very dogmatic with an angry, vengeful God. Maybe you grew up in a church with a loving God that only blesses. And so those things, color or change the way we see what the Bible says. You know, if you had on green-colored glasses, sunglasses, everything would be tinted green. Well, if you have on glasses that are tinted, God is this mean, wrathful God. He can't wait to send you to hell if you slip up one time. The Bible is going to say very different things to you than it does to someone who has a different lens that they're looking through. That's why it's okay with me if we disagree on some theological points of what the Bible is, because we're all coming at it from different angles. And I think the beauty of all this is that we can learn from each other. If we're willing to eat a little piece of humble pie every once in a while, sometimes you need two or three pieces. I know I have. We get so sure that we're right and we need to be quiet listeners to other points of view. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. That's really important. So I say all that to say this, if you disagree with me, I don't have a problem with that. Because in the final analysis, it's not your theology that's going to get you into heaven. It's God's grace through his son, Jesus Christ. That to me is what I want to focus on in this podcast. I want to get back to the original teachings of Jesus, or at least when we're talking about the New Testament. I want to get back to the original message of Jesus he didn't teach a bunch of human doctrine. If you look at his main teachings, like in the Sermon on the Mount, he's telling you how to live your life. He's not telling you you have to have this 27-page document of theological points that you have to sign on the dotted line before you can be one of my disciples. He had a pretty simple theology. It was love God with all your heart and soul and mind, love your neighbors yourself, and follow me. Deny yourself take up your cross daily and follow me. Now, there's a lot of unsaid words that are implied in there. Why would we follow Jesus? Well, because he's the Son of God. He's the Messiah. But the whole point of this podcast is to help you put the Bible into practice in your daily life. Jesus wanted us to demonstrate our love for God and man. What I really would love to see happen with this podcast is for you to find ideas in the Bible that you can take and apply in your daily life so that you can have a closer walk with God. And by the way, I'm not trying to convert you to my way of thinking. I want you to have a better working relationship with God so that you can hear his voice when you pray. You can be confident that he will hear your prayers and you'll know how to pray better. We're going to talk a lot about healing. We're going to talk a lot about how to pray more effectively. So, let me tell you a little bit about myself so you'll know where I'm coming from. I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, and attended a Presbyterian church there. I loved that church. You know, I was active in Sunday school and the youth group and all that kind of thing. My dad was a Presbyterian, and my mother was a Christian scientist. So, between the two of them, I got a really good background in the Bible. We had a daily devotional at the table, and my mom would read me Bible stories at night. I joined the church when I was 13, but when I got into high school and had all those kinds of questions about who am I, who is God, who is Jesus, what is the meaning of life, all those deep things, why do good things happen to bad people and why do bad things happen to good people? Does God send sickness, disease and death and hardship and trials and toils to us just to see if we're faithful? Doesn't he already know what's in our heart? And when I asked these questions and many more, I didn't really get answers. I didn't really, there was nothing that satisfied. They said, well, this is what we believe, and this is what you have to accept. You just have to accept it on faith. We're not meant to understand everything. Well, that did not satisfy me in my high school years. And so my mom said, well, if you want to go check out the Christian Science Sunday School, you know, we'd be delighted to have you. So I did, and I found answers for me. And so I'm a Christian scientist now and I have to say I'm not trying to convert you to Christian science this podcast is not about me telling you that you should be a Christian scientist or that you should be a member of any particular church or a member of a church at all I think church is great but you have to find one that fits you that's right for you that where god wants you to be I kind of think of all the different denominations as different members of the body of christ that paul talks about you know the right hand and the left foot, have different places in the body of Christ. So different denominations have different places in the body of Christ and they have different functions and they have different perspectives. We've already talked about these perspectives and how they can differ. And the problem is sometimes the right hand thinks everybody should be just like it. Then if there's a left foot that comes along that's a member of the body of Christ and they know they believe in Jesus, but they don't do it the same way that the right hand does, then the right-handed Christians... Tell the left-footed Christians, well, you're not really a Christian. You're not really part of the body of Christ, so we're not even going to talk to you. In fact, we're going to pray for you to be converted into right-handed Christians. Well, you can't make a left foot into a right hand in a physical human body or in the body of Christ. God puts us in the body of Christ where he wants us. I mean, I used to joke and say, well, I may just be the little toenail, but I know I'm there because God has revealed that to me. And more recently, I've come to feel like I'm really part of the skin because the skin holds the body together. It's the unifying element. And to me, the unity in the body of Christ is very, very important. It really bothers me that there are some Christian churches, some denominations feel like they're the only ones that have the truth. Everyone has to believe exactly like they do, or they're not Christians. They're not going to heaven. I think God's grace and mercy are much broader than that, and the right hand and the left foot do have different perspectives, and so I'm interested in the unity in the body of Christ. What if all Christians, all those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who died on the cross and resurrected and ascended into heaven, what if everyone who believes that actually could appreciate everyone else? You might have some different theological, sometimes significant theological differences, but if we can agree on that, that is what's important to me. As I said, I love a good theological conversation, but that is secondary to following the Christ in your daily life, not just talking about it, but actually doing what Jesus told us to do. And that's, again, what I hope this podcast will help you do. And I just want to share some ideas that have helped me so, I'll tell you just a little bit about the Christian Science Church. Again, I'm not trying to convert you to my church, but I think you need to know where I'm coming from and what my focus is. It'll help put things in this podcast in a, in a better light so we can learn together. The Christian Science Church was actually started by a woman. Her name was Mary Baker Eddy. She was born in New Hampshire in 1821. Her family was very religious, went to the congregational church, As a young child and a young woman, she had pretty poor health. This was a concern to her family and friends. She would try anything she could to get better health. She tried all the normal stuff. She went to all the different doctors. She tried alternative medicines. She tried everything that gave any sense of hope, and she found some relief, but nothing was permanent. Nothing actually cured her. They just helped for a little while. When she was 44 years old, she was living north of Boston in a little town called Swampscott, Massachusetts. And one evening, she was with friends in Lynn, Massachusetts. It was February, the streets were icy, and she slipped and fell on the sidewalk. She was knocked unconscious. The accident complicated some of the problems she already had as well as causing a lot of serious spinal injury. So she was unconscious. They took her into a nearby house. The next day, they took her to her own home, and the doctor came several times. He was not hopeful, and on the third day or so, he said, there's nothing else I can do. You're going to die. He told her family and friends. They were in the next room. She wasn't expected to live through the day. She had regained consciousness at this point, and she asked someone to bring her her Bible and she opened up to a place where Jesus healed someone. Matthew 9, I believe, uh, where Jesus heals the man of the palsy, the paralytic man. And she read that, and she'd read it many times before, and she'd always wondered, well, if Jesus healed back then, why can't that same thing go on today? God hasn't changed. God loves us just as much as he did them. The teaching of her day was that, oh, those things only happened back in in the early church time, with Jesus and the early church. Well, this morning, in her helplessness and her hopelessness, when she opened the Bible and read that story of Jesus healing the man, suddenly she felt she just felt God's presence with her. She said later it was hard to put into words the feeling that she had was that God was just with her, that he was her very life, and that there was no way she could die. And all of a sudden, she was well. She was healed. She was cured. She, she rose out of bed. She got dressed, went in the next room, And it scared her friends and family because they were expecting her to die any minute. So one minute she's on her deathbed, the next minute she's well. I just want you to think for a minute, what would you do? For 20 years, she'd been trying to find a solution to her health. And all of a sudden, she was well. If that had happened to you, what would you do next? Well, she kind of took Paul's approach for the next three years or so. She just studied the Bible in depth. Uh, she wanted to know, can this sort of thing happen again? How did it happen? How, How did God heal me? What happened? Why did it happen? Why now? Why to me? The more she studied the Bible, the more she started to find answers. And interestingly enough, she was actually able to heal other people. I mean, she always gave the credit to God, but she would pray for someone and they would be healed. Sometimes after the doctors had given up, somebody would send her a telegram or knock on her door in the middle of the night, and she'd go, and she'd pray for them, and they'd be healed. One time, she had come to a lady's home who had been very sick. The doctor was putting all the things back in his bag, and he was saying, there's nothing else I can do. The doctors, bless their hearts, they made house calls back then. Mary Baker Eddy came in the room and just sat quietly by this woman's bedside for about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, she was better. And the doctor saw it and he said, what did you do? And she said, I don't really know. I just pray and I know that God will heal them. And the doctor said to her, you should write this in a book so the whole world can understand what's going on here. And she took that to heart. So eventually she did write a book. She called it Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. She felt like she had rediscovered the healing power of God that Jesus had used and that he taught his disciples she called it a science, a spiritual science of healing. When you obey those laws and when you put them into practice, there's a science behind there or um, an underpinning of God's law governing the situation. Anyway, that's why she called it Christian science. Anyway, she did eventually start a church and the whole purpose of the christian science church is to get back to that original spiritual essence of what jesus was all about when he started his ministry he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's not way off in the future you don't have to wait until you die to experience the kingdom of heaven he said it's at hand the only caveat is that you have to repent before you can see it or participate in it or be aware of it or feel its presence and the word repent doesn't just mean be sorry and apologize for the things you've done wrong in your life. Repent in Greek, in the original Greek, means to completely rethink, to think anew, to think in a fresh way, back to the idea of perspective, to have a completely different perspective on life. Instead of a self, man, earthly, worldly perspective on things, it's about a God perspective, a spiritual perspective. If the kingdom of heaven really is at hand, as Jesus said it was, And I believe that he's right. We just haven't seen it the way he did. What if we could look at things from the perspective of what is true in the kingdom of heaven right now? That's what Jesus saw. He said, I came to bear witness to the truth. The truth he came to bear witness to that. What is true in the kingdom of heaven? There's no sickness. There's no sin. There's no sorrow. There's no pain. There are no tears. There are no death. None of those things can enter into the heavenly realm. That's what Christian science is about is getting back to that original vision that Jesus had that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and living that in your daily life. And that takes work. It takes discipline. It takes daily struggle sometimes. So the goal of this podcast is to help you discover through the Bible that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's all I'm going to say right now. I hope you'll tune in each week. I hope you'll subscribe. This is episode one. There are a couple more episodes you can listen to already. So please subscribe wherever you like to subscribe and leave a comment. And if you have questions, let me know. Let's have a conversation. We're here to learn. We're here to discover together. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to an ongoing relationship. I really appreciate the fact that you've listened to this introduction, and I hope you'll listen to me in the future. And please share this with your friends. You can go to Instagram and like me on Facebook. Both of those, the Bible speaks to you. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you, and uh, thank you so much, and God bless.